0: hey everybody one of the things i want to talk about i was just doing some teaching on this but I want to talk about oppositional defiance disorder because this one's really, um, can be a bit confusing and, um, so many questions on this and, uh, so many kids with this challenge and so many kids, I think now we're seeing more. So first, before we do that, let's just talk about something super brief, um, which is what we know. So when we're talking about brain development, when we're talking about behaviors, learning or socialization challenges, let's first remember that those are windows into the brain, um, deflections in the way that we are engaging with our world, um, challenges and the way we connect, engage and learn from our world. That's a window into the brain, how we're using our brain, what tools we're using to process our world, um, which gives us a lot of information about where we might be in brain development or maybe are not um, in brain development and or um, what gaps we may have in brain development. So, all of that to say, it's pretty simple, the basic triangle that I teach in the, in the lectures until Lead Access, and it's simplicity on the far side of complexity, but it goes like this. Look, listen, we know the brain's not fully developed at birth, we know we have to move through a trajectory of development, we know that um, stressors in physical, chemical, emotional, evidence shows that that can negatively impact the way the brain moves through development, and the way that we engage in our world later, um, learn, engage, connect with our world later. And we know that stressors can create that that response. It's the response that happens in the brain and the body. It's the result of that stressor. It's the result of increased stress, inability to adapt, decreased resilience and adaptability, which can create obviously subluxation, gut breakdown, and we can create that autonomic imbalance, that fight or flight, that, in, that change in inefficiencies in the way the brain is receiving and processing and sending information, which can change the, the way we move through development. I can't start this video with at least quickly going through that. So um, here's the deal. We know that as we move through brain development, we gain more sophisticated tools to process our world, starting with infantile movement, moving into movement touch, Auditory, verbal, and visual cognitive. As we have visual cognitive skills, as we are whole brain, or we're developed in a whole brain way and we're processing that frontal lobe is online, that prefrontal cortex, we're able to create visual imagery, predict the future, have appropriate engagement socially because we're so, like, if I stood like this, that would be socially inappropriate and I could read that on your faces if we were in the same room. <laughs> um, because visualiz- or socialization is a visual task or a visual dance, right? Now, when I have the ability to engage in a whole-brain way, I have a really good predictive capacity. I can predict a lot of things. I can I can, um, I can visualize. I have a great retention and memory. I can kind of have cognitive flexibility because I can roll with things. Like if I said, hey, go to, go to Pilgrim's, which is my favorite grocery store. Go to Pilgrim's and pick up some apples. I need to do that right now on my way home. Go to Pilgrim's and pick up some apples and I and I had that visualized in my mind and then I drove there and they were closed, I could go, all right, I'm gonna go to natural grocers. I can have that flexibility because I can visualize that that is a possibility in my life. It does not create anxiety for me to go to a different grocery store because I can have that. Now, if I didn't have an ability to really visualize that well, and this was what I had planned, and it was my routine, I had made a list and this is what I was doing, and then all of a sudden this demand came in that like created this unpredictability and lack of control, my anxiety would go up, my stress would go up, my deflections would go up, right? My, inc- my behaviors would go up because I'm more in my brain, so I'm gonna engage in the way that I can most efficiently with my world. Now in oppositional defiance disorder, we have a demand that's coming in with an individual who's not there yet in development, which is why they're trying to control their world. This is too much for me because I'm not there yet. All of this world, all of this that I have to process is too much for me. So I'm going to reduce the complexity of my world into these routines, into these things, into the way that I want to do things. Now mom comes in or teacher comes in or friend comes in or somebody comes in and tries to put a demand on me that now I do not have the control and the prediction. This demand is coming in and I'm going to push back. I'm going to increase anxiety, increase stress, increase that fight or flight, and I'm going to push back. I'm going to be defiant. I'm going to try to control even more. I'm going to act out. I'm going to have this response, and it's a perfectly normal, it makes sense response for an individual who's trying to control their world because they're not there yet. Oppositional defiance, when we see that, It's not a cognitive choice. It's not a bad kid. In fact, most of these kids and adults that you see that have this diagnosis, it's like, yeah, perfectly great. I mean, it's the weirdest thing. They do great in so many ways and the sweetest kid, and then all of a sudden, they're like super defiant or violent or aggressive in these certain situations, and those situations are when they lose control. Guarantee it every time. And so, what we have to do is be able to take and under look at the big picture, ask and answer the two big questions, which is what we teach you to do. One, how is this child in, engaging in their world? What tools are they using? How sophisticated are they? What does that tell us about where they are in brain development? And are there indicators of changes and inefficiencies in the way the brain is receiving, processing, and sending information, which can create, you know, it's basically how's the brain being fed information and is it altered, which is going to change the way the brain moves through development, which changes the tools we have, which we, if we don't have the most efficient tools, we're going to need to reduce and control. And anybody who tries to change that, especially if the demand gets higher because the kids are getting older, then you're going to see that more. Really important to understand we have to see these kids pass beyond their deficits. They are not their deficits, they are more than their deficits. We have to understand them from a clinical and neurological standpoint and say it's not just this deficit, it's not just this area of the brain, it's not just this thing, it's just not just like a bad kid. There is a reason. There is a reason for behavior. I think it's irresponsible for anybody working with kids in any realm not to know this stuff. Not because of me. I think it's irresponsible if I didn't know this stuff. Um, Because we have to be able to understand how to be investigators clinically to ask and answer the two big questions so that we can put the case together. And when we do that, the chiropractic piece becomes very clear, very evident to not only us, but the parents. If we can know how to say, look, the brain moves through development in a certain way, stressors can impact that. There's these changes in the brain and the body as a result of that. So we need to be able to assess those stressors and correct them, the stress responses and inefficiencies in the nervous system and correct them. And we need to be able to know how to to measure and monitor where we are in brain development to know if we're making progress or if we need to add something else or we need to work with another clin- um, practitioner while we're improving input processing output. Okay, everybody, I'm going home. I'm going to the store actually because I have to go pick up some apples as I stated. So um, hope everybody is well. It is snowing like crazy here in Coeur which doesn't make me the happiest ever because it is October, but that's okay because 2020. <laughs> All right, everybody. Be well.